Hey besties. Today you'll be meeting Chris, who's a friend of mine and used to be my personal trainer. It was during my time training with Chris that I fell in love with powerlifting, which changed my perspective on coming to the gym from must get skinny, as if that would fix all my body image issues, to must get strong, which actually did help my body image issues. I've always admired Chris's willingness to be candid about anxiety, medication, therapy, and other topics that many people seem to shy away from in person. When the pandemic hit, we stopped training together, and then I moved to another town. But we've kept in touch, and it only recently dawned on my socially awkward self that Chris might actually consider me a friend. So long story short, this is my friend Chris, and now he's your friend too, and today we're going to talk about gym anxiety and showing up scared at the gym. I hope you find it helpful. Uh, let's jump in. Welcome to season two of your Social Anxiety Bestie, a podcast that shares the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder and celebrates the messy courage it takes to show up for our lives anyway. I'm Sadie, and I really like talking about social anxiety. I don't like having social anxiety, but I like to share what I've learned about overcoming it. Through this podcast, my Instagram account, and my Patreon, I'm committed to building a peer support community of social anxiety besties who give each other hope and help each other feel less alone. I really hope you enjoy today's episode and that it reminds you that it's okay to be scared and that you can do all the things while scared until they eventually stop being so scary. Hey, how's it going? It's that awkward transition from talking <laughs> off camera to now we're talking with our podcast voices. That's okay. With you, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> awkward is the name of the game. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so they will have heard by now that you were, you started out as my personal trainer at a, an unnamed gym. That's right. Yeah. And we trained together for, I think almost two years. Yeah. It was quite a while. Yeah. Years. Yeah. That was my, my mental health management involved personal training at that point. Um, and then the pandemic happened and that all stopped, but we've kept in touch. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have always really been open about talking about mental health with me during our sessions um, in your very humorous way that you have. Um, so we thought it would be fun to have you come on. Uh, you're actually the first conversation that I'm having in this season two series of conversations about showing up scared. So I thought we would talk about some gym anxiety stuff. So we'll start low. And then as the season progresses, you'll get better and better. <laughs> yeah. You're my, you're my crash test dummy. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. after me, you'll be like, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> and the <laughs> series is dead. Yeah. Let's get, let's get some better guests. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So gym anxiety. So this is a topic I've actually wanted to talk about for a while because I'm pretty sure that a lot of people listening have experienced gym anxiety. If this is a social anxiety podcast, Gyms are a scary, scary place for us. That is very true. Yes, yes, me included. Yes. So I would like to talk about that. So you said me included. So you're a trainer, but you also go to the gym and you have been open about having some struggles with anxiety. So let's just talk about that. What is that like? So I think that I kind of, so when I started to go to the gym, it was really like a tough place because, um, a lot of the symptoms that anxiety kind of have are also kind of prevalent in a gym setting. So when you're mm -hmm. starting to exercise the heart rate, 
you know, the blood rushing to your arms and stuff and you start to feel a little tingly and all that stuff and quick and heart um, breathing. So that kind of stuff really made me think like, oh, I'm probably going to have a panic attack. And Mm. for a long time, I would either have to go and kind of be left alone. Um, Even when I kind of have relapses, I'll, um, so like the one time I had a pretty bad episode where I wasn't like leaving the house for much. And when I was venturing back to the gym after like two or three months, um, my brother was accompanying me, which is very rare. Mm. And I would literally text people I knew from the gym and be like, if you see me at the gym, don't talk to me because really? I can't really get into a conversation because then I'll feel like I'm like trapped and my anxiety will be bad. Mm. Um, and most of them were like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's all right. Um, I'm sure some of them didn't really understand what was going on, but I really wanted to just kind of do my thing and then leave. Um, and then as I progressed in my training and whatnot, and uh, the gym that we were at was pretty comfortable, it became a place like a retreat for me. So it became when I was anxious, I would work out. So it Mm. became like the opposite thing. It was like a treatment for me. Um, So it started off very tough and it became like a little haven for me, like a safe haven where I had all these friends I would go to and I would talk to them and it was a social aspect. So I would be able to, um, you know, if I was lonely at home or something like that, and I needed to see people, I would just go to the gym and there'd always be someone I know. So I'd work out and feel better. And I would be talking with people I know. And, uh, I know a lot of people maybe have a feeling that, uh, the gym is, um, kind of tough just from like the pressure people think people are staring at them and whatnot. Um, and I went through that as well. And then I realized that most people at the gym are like the easiest people to talk to because especially like since I'm a guy and I talk to other guys, like talking to a guy at the gym is like the easiest thing. Mm. You can literally start like a relationship by just being like, Oh, what are you doing? And then as soon as that happens, like, boom, you're talking to someone and you have a gym friend now. Um, So once I kind of realized that stuff, it became a more comfortable setting, but for many years, it was one of the toughest things that I probably had to do. And yet I knew I needed to do it to kind of feel better. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how, so how did you get through that initial stuff? How did you push yourself to go to the gym? What made you, how did you know that that's what you needed to do? Uh, so I knew because, um, one, so I was active as a kid and then my anxiety got really bad as a teen, although I had anxiety as a, a kid, but in my teens, I really kind of went downhill. Um, so I knew one, I like to be active and I refuse not to be anymore because playing sports and stuff is just what I was used to. And I enjoyed it. Um, and then two, um, there's enough like research out there. Um, uh, and I have a moderate amount of, um, background in that sort of education, um, that I was like, there's no reason for me to avoid doing something that I know will kind of alleviate some of these symptoms. So Mm. I was doing myself a disservice to kind of ignore it. Um, especially because my doctor early on was saying like, you need to exercise, like, Mm. okay, we'll, we'll put you on medication. Um, but exercise is like literally like the next step, like you have to start doing it. So for a very long time, I was either, um, 
going in, but not really pushing myself because again, I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. Like, Oh, I'm a bit nauseous. Well, that workout's mm-hmm. done because I'm scared. I'm going to have a panic attack Yeah, because when I'm nauseous, I get, uh, panicky. And when I'm panicky, I get nauseous. Um, <laughs> so I, I pretty much started very, very slow. And there'd be many times where I had a relapse and I was at home for a while, a couple months, not doing anything. Um, not really able to leave the house and then slowly like, okay, I have to get back to the gym. Um, and then again, eventually it was like, how can I not do it? Because once I felt comfortable at the gym, not going to the gym was more uncomfortable than going to the gym. Wow. So you just kind of trusted the process until it like clicked. Yeah. And, um, as we were talking about before, and we've talked about many times, my self-esteem going to the gym was way better. Um, mm. cause unfortunately I got really skinny and like awkward at, as a teen. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, this is not the greatest, uh, existence. So I don't really get, uh, as much attention as I would like. So I figured, Hey, a great way to do this is by working out a lot and maybe getting bigger. So as soon as that started to happen and I got stronger and bigger and felt more comfortable in myself, then the anxiety kind of goes down because then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm one of the gym guys now. Yeah. Um, and gym guy probably usually has a lot of negative connotations, but there's all positive ones that I kind of liked. Um, so that's how I kind of kept going. Um, but again, when I'm uh, like thinking about my memories of how tough it was at the start, I totally sympathize and a lot of my goal for training clients and stuff has been to be like, I know you're anxious. I know it's tough. Um, come with like, be with me. If you're comfortable with me, maybe slowly you'll feel comfortable by yourself. Yeah. But that is something that people have to build up to. It's uh, it's definitely like a learning process and uh, unfortunately an uncomfortable process for a short time, but it will become better. Yeah. That was something that, I didn't even know I would have needed in a trainer, but like, we just happened to get matched up and it, yeah. it kind of worked well, but if I had had a different trainer, that was more of a crack the whip yeah, uh, yeah. or like, why didn't like come in, come in, come in, but without understanding the anxiety side of it, yeah, I don't think I would have been able to continue for as long as I did. Yeah. I'm still mad at my manager for pairing us up. But, <laughs> um, I know, I right? You got saddled with me for like two years. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "You have a new client." I was like, "Oh, uh, I was thinking about quitting." But yeah, um, I was the same way. What's very funny is, I when I was starting out, I couldn't work out with other people. I was, I didn't want to be around other people because yeah. I'm like, if they're pushing too hard, then I'm going to be like, "Oh, I need to stop my anxiety," and they might not understand. And yet, there's p- other people for example, you who felt comfortable with someone being there as yeah. long as standing, because it was like, uh, I don't know if it was like a safety blanket or just like yeah. some pressure off you. Um, but it's very weird because I was the exact opposite. I I'm when I'm panicky and anxious and stuff, I want nothing to do with anyone. I'm just like, mm. let me just be by myself. I don't want you looking at me while I'm judging me. Out. Yeah. I don't want to, uh, like as I'm throwing up I don't want you yeah. around <laughs> like, so I was very different like that but uh, I appreciate the fact that some people kind of like having um, someone to kind of like make them feel comfortable and as we've talked about before uh, the gym that we were at 
had a lot of people that kind of helped that, I think, because yeah. um, uh, the other people that worked there were pretty understanding as well. So uh, I think it was a very good um, uh, environment for you to kind of get yeah. your feet wet in. It um, was. And like for anyone listening who's wondering, but like, what would I get from a trainer? Before I had like Chris as a trainer, I might go to the gym maybe and do the cardio machines because it was like, yeah. there's much less to set up. Yeah, that's right. But going into the weight section, because Chris actually got me into powerlifting because Chris is a powerlifter and I just like found it super empowering to do that. Um, but like, there's all these potential roadblocks if you're doing it by yourself and you have, have anxiety, like well, how much weight should I put on? What happens if I get um, pinned by the barbell? Uh, am I squatting right? How do I, like, what if I drop it? How many sets should I do? Are they watching me? Who's that guy? And then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that guy's the janitor and he works, <laughs> he works at the gym. Um, and that is, uh, that's probably the biggest obstacle for people new to the gym. Yeah. Weights are terrifying to people. They are. Um, like even when I was trying to get my mom to work out, um, that was kind of the thing that was kind of the biggest, like, Oh, how do I get into this? Because especially there's a lot of garbage on the internet. So you might not even get good advice. I'm not saying I'm like the, the perfect role model for gym advice, but what I'm saying is people kind of go in and they might see something on the internet and be like, Oh, I should be doing this, but it's dangerous for all they know. And, um, it really is the most intimidating factor to people because they're, scared like oh if I'm doing it wrong someone will be looking at me and being like oh yeah. what is this guy doing um and that's kind of where the other part I was talking about comes into place a lot of the people at the gym that I've met are really good people and they would probably try to help you in a circumstance like that if you asked yeah but the problem with social anxiety is you're anxious to ask yeah think like oh I can't ask him he'll think like hey I'm busy like leave me alone yeah um but yeah, that's the, the gym, the weights are, um, and I understand that they're pretty intimidating. I'm sure there's exercises that I'm not really trained in, mm. but if I started, I'd be like, Oh, like I feel not great doing this. Like yeah. I feel like kind of like a fish out of water, but, um, I think I would ask people now, and that's something I might not have done 10 years ago when I was getting yeah. into the, uh, hobby, whatever you call it. I don't know. So yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't know what powerlifting is. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Powerlifting. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. Well, mostly powerlifting is like, uh, three main lifts. So it's deadlift squat and bench press mm. and you go to meets and you kind of, you can either do one or two of them, or you can do all three. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert in it. So I'm sure there's someone out there going to be like, Oh, this guy's an idiot, but I assure you, this is from what I know. And then, uh, you try to lift as much as you can and get the highest total. That's, I think, the bare uh, basics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were actually not training in powerlift- powerlifting for a very long time. For a long time, we were just training. I think your goal at the start was to, like, lose weight. Lose weight and strengthen my hip flexor area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is still not strengthened. It's no, pretty well. I'm yeah. still struggling with that. but <laughs> And I blame my training for most of that. <laughs> Uh, well you know so, not coming into the gym between our sessions and doing my assigned workouts may have well, factored yeah, into well, that. i don't know but <laughs> um and i think we actually did have results d- losing weight yeah. specifically remember you being like oh i've i've lost weight 
and then I feel like there was a break mm -hmm. and then it started again and then you kind of liked the powerlifting you kind of liked yeah, getting stronger right. and lifting heavier and feeling more capable or whatever yeah. you felt. um so we kind of branched into that um so most of our workouts would consist of like a couple main lifts and then like accessory movements um in in addition to mindless chatter um <laughs> that, was, that was honestly one of my favorite parts of it bench yeah, press was, bench press and banter yeah that was yeah that's the two the two things i'm known for yeah um <laughs> and then we kind of stuck with that until the pandemic kind of hit yeah. and then uh, i imagine you stuck with it uh during the pandemic as well oh of course yes yeah. with my home bench press machine <laughs> that's right i think they're just called benches oh yeah maybe yeah. The yeah. bench press machine seems weird. <laughs> um, sounds like it does it for you yeah that's right yeah you won't believe what my machine did today <laughs> it benched like <laughs> 130 pounds yeah i was at work it was crazy yeah. um but yeah so we kind of went into that and i don't know which one you were more happy with uh, people do usually change uh they get bored of what they're doing and they kind of like yeah. go into another discipline just because one it's i think it's tough on the body to do the same thing all the time so if i was doing um just strength training forever it's, it's kind of tough so you yeah. kind of like mix it up and maybe you go for power for a bit um there's also like athletes go through like periodization where they have periods where they do um, some hypertrophy then some strength and then some mm -hmm. power endurance and whatnot so I think mixing it up might have been good for you one because you did feel like you were getting stronger which yeah. was awesome and two uh I think it kind of kept you like mentally engaged because you were yeah. like oh this is kind of like fun it's exciting um, yeah I don't remember what the weights were that we ended up doing but uh they weren't terrible they weren't we got the we had for a deadlift the highest we got was 200 pounds for one. Oh, that's not bad at all one time yep uh I think bench press we did 125 pounds obviously and uh, squat <laughs> squat I was I feel like I was the weakest on squat I think it was like 165 or something Oh, I bet you if we started again, or if you start by yourself, I don't want to say that like I'm training you now. Oh, um, come to the town that I live in and you can train me. Cause I yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe I should. Maybe yeah. I'll just venture over because yeah. Um yeah, those those are it was a lot numbers. of fun. It was a and lot of I fun. Think, I think powerlifting is very fun. I think yeah, uh, yeah. I remember what you were saying, like there was that that break with the transition between the two because during the weight loss thing I did, there was like a 60 day weight loss, 60 or 90 yes. day body transformation gotcha. challenge. And I decided to go keto and I did lose weight, but I felt even more self-conscious about my body in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. really neurotic yeah. and obsessive. And I was like, this is not, I'm burning out on this. Yeah. Cause then you're like, um, cause for a lot of those diets, especially when you go into it really hard, um, it is a lot of mental work to be like, Oh, how, yeah. many calorie, how many calories and how many carbs and how many, this and this. Um, and I think people do burn out like that. Yeah. Uh, that's why most of the time the people who are most successful with diets are just eating a balanced diet and exercising. But I guess the goal of this talk is to try to get people just to kind of start exercising. So yeah. to get past that initial fear barrier, which is a very nice segue because I want to come back to the weights being scary. Um, because overwhelmingly just based on stats, I know that most of our listeners are women. Um, and being a woman in the quote unquote dude section of the gym, whenever you were not there, I felt really, really self-conscious. And I'm sure that came only from 
my own head and what I've seen in pop culture, because I never had a bad experience with a guy at the gym, but is that something that's come up for you with female clients? Uh, I've had many, many, many clients tell me they don't want to work out with weights because they don't want to get bulky. Mm. And I assure them, I spent 10 years trying to get bulky. It's not easy to do. So (laughs) you only will get bulky lifting weights if you are in a calorie surplus, that's usually the kind of the goal. You have to eat more than your uh, energy is being expended. So if you're 2,500 calories a day, just on average, you would have to eat more than that to kind of put on muscle mm-hmm. along with protein. Um, now, if you are new to training, you will put on muscle pretty easily at the beginning anyways, just because your body's adapting, but you will not become this 200 pound bodybuilder. Um, if you're usually at 130 by starting to lift weights, that's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, you can, if you want to, but most people are not going to go down that route because it involves a lot of hard work and dedication. And that's mm-hmm. a goal that people are specifically trying to attain. So if I'm trying to bulk up, I eat a lot of food. I eat a lot of protein. I mm-hmm. rest a lot. I don't, really try to waste calories um, if they're not needed, which as I was growing up, some that affected me doing some chores because I was like, I can't cut the grass. I don't want to waste a hundred calories. Yeah. Looking back, that was ridiculous, but um, I was young then. Um, So for a lot of uh, people that feel like, oh, if I start doing weights, I'll get bulky. Or um, if they're intimidated because they feel like it's the male dominated part of the gym. I like totally sympathize with those two because if I'm being totally honest, I can totally see why it's the male dominated part of the gym. Most of the guys are doing the weights. Yeah. So if there's a small workout space with, you know, five benches and four of them are on with guys and you're trying to sit down on the fifth one, you might feel like, Oh, what am I doing here? I totally, I totally get that. Um, but that's why I kind of see the benefit of training, or Mm. if you don't want to pay for training, totally understandable. Training is expensive. Not many people can go down that route. That's, I completely get that. Um, if you maybe have a friend or someone that might be, uh, more comfortable in that situation and more used Mm. to lifting weights, ask if they can come along or show you at home. So that when you go to the gym, you feel a bit more comfortable. Like yeah. there are things that will help. Um, but uh, the main thing is you, I, I always try to look at like the risk and reward, the rewards of getting into um, exercise, whether it be cardio um, or weights or both is pretty good. Like there's quite a lot of rewards and the risks are temporary for a lot of people like the social anxiety, the uncomfortableness will kind of subside hopefully in time. Um, And it's like, it's not just our opinion. That's pretty much the basis of like most journal articles on the subject. Mm. Exercise will improve anxiety, will improve Mm. self-image. It'll improve um, a lot of things. Uh, Aerobic is a bit better for um, anxiety symptoms, it seems. Um, So I, I think the benefit is, kind of outweighing the disadvantages um, yeah. for most people getting into that position or that frame of mind is tough. Um, 
I, I don't know everyone's situation. So that's why like, I, I don't want to seem like I'm not seeing everyone's point of view. Like I, I can't stand on my soapbox and be like, work out, like stop <laughs> doing that. Cause it's, that's just not the case. The case is everyone's um, uh, situation is different, but um, I would try to maybe have someone I know that might be a m- bit more comfortable, kind of help me get into the, the gym or a trainer if uh if that is a possibility and if you start at home there's nothing wrong with that like you can start yeah. at home and kind of learn the basics and then once you go to the gym you can feel a bit more comfortable um i think those are the few avenues that we can go to but uh, again i don't want to speak on everyone's behalf and say like this is this will work for you for, yeah, yeah there's not like a cure-all which we yeah. both know like we were already saying the way that you dealt with social anxiety at the gym was different than the way I dealt with yeah. it. Um, and everyone's going to be different. Um, uh, but so your social anxiety, so you don't have anxiety for much else. Most of the stuff is just being in social situations. Yes. I would say that with the exception of like where the kids are concerned, then I see danger everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. like hyper, hyper yeah. alert, or hyper vigilant where the kids are concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they walk around in the, the bubble, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think that you were the one who recommended that, uh, yeah. you know, I know, I know a few bubble makers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kid bubble maker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Affiliate yeah. link. Yeah. So, so yours is like, if you're at home, if you're thinking about a situation, are you getting anxious mm. or you have if to I'm, be- um, yeah, either anticipating a situation, uh, I might like start to get anxious about not being able to perform properly, like at the yeah. gym, for example, or I, or maybe ruminating after a situation, but it, it's always to do with a social situation. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, yeah I ruminate after quite a bit. That is like, very common. It's called post-event processing. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I like, I used to, if I, if I had like a, something coming up, I would be <clears throat> incapacitated, like coming up to that, like, if I had an appointment, I would be pacing, freaking out for like mm-hmm. hours before the appointment. That I don't have much of an issue with anymore. Thank God. Cause that was extremely tough. Like every day going down to university, yeah, I would be f- like freaking out like every day. And I, I really kind of wonder how I got through it, but thankfully I have a good support system and the people, the, the school I was at really helped. Mm-hmm. But now uh, there's definitely times where I, like after this interview, I'll be thinking about like, what did I just say? Like yeah. something, I, something I said was not right. Yeah. Um, I remember I was talking to my like neighbor um, like a couple months ago and I said something to him. And after he went in the house, I was like, what did I say to that man? Like that was ridiculous. What were the words that came oh, out yeah, of my face? Yeah, exactly. Like that was so stupid. I'm sure he doesn't even think about it. Yeah. Um, but you and I would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we think about it all the time. <laughs> and there's been many times where I've apologized to someone afterwards and they were like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, like, don't worry. It's all. Uh, don't worry, me. I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that you felt yeah. pretty upset with me at that moment. Yeah. I'm apologizing on, uh, for that. But um, yeah, that's, that's I, the gym is, the gym is a tough place. Like it I, I totally, hmm. now. Yeah, it, it is like, but having that safety person, like 
it made all the difference. And sometimes it was like my husband, Jesse, I would go in with him. If I didn't have a session with you, then I could do it. Cause he was also a safety person. Yeah. Which like challenged a lot of my wanting to be a good feminist. It's like, I don't need a man except my trainer and husband. Well, uh, <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself for that. I think uh, there's a difference. <laughs> it's not like you're like, well, maybe I'll just stay home. That's where women belong. That's yeah. not what you're saying. You're saying, yeah. I want to go to the gym, but I'm just having a tough time right now. Yeah. And I would say you're a very good feminist because you got over that and did go to the gym. Oh, thank you. That's right. Yeah. 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 What can I say? Thank you. Um, I, and it's, it's kind of weird because uh, I understand that people might be worried about a trainer because they think the trainer is one of those people that mm. is at the gym that will make you feel like peer pressure yeah. and stuff. Um, that's, I guess, where you kind of uh, have to figure out one, you might have to track down a trainer that you kind of mesh with. Yeah, the right fit. Yeah, and don't be scared to, if you go to a gym and you feel like the trainer that you're working with isn't kind of like giving you what you need like you can ask for a different trainer like it's your yeah. money yeah so totally yeah and I think a lot of people I'm sure people were with me they were like oh this guy's an idiot I don't want to be with him but they felt obligated to stay with me um and that, that's a good idiot. point though that's a good point <laughs> yeah, try, yeah. To, try to feel comfortable if you're not comfortable in the gym you're really not going to get the results that you want and then you're not going to get like, what are you paying for if you're not improving mentally and physically? You're, you're yeah, exactly. But you do have to sort of test it out too. Like, like to be told, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like the first time I saw you and for that first week, I was like, oh, this, he's one of those guys, like <laughs> looks like a gym guy, looks like, you know, the most popular guy in school will like, does not understand a thing about me. And I was as is so often the case with social anxiety, completely wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, which is, um, and I think that's fair. Like uh, people with anxiety, me included, uh, I think we're quick to judge as yeah. quick as we think other people are quick to judge us. So we're yeah. going, if I do this, people will judge us. And yet I will look at someone else and be like, oh, they're going to think this about me. Yeah. Well, I don't know that person. It's not fair for me to say what they're going to think because they might be totally different. Now, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I wasn't a, a big guy for a very long time. Like I was pretty thin in like high school and stuff like that. I became large. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's a, a good word for it. Um, sure. Yeah. There's no visuals. So people can just kind of imagine. Yeah, what that that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah so, um, and I have been told, um, you know, not to like talk about myself, but I've been told like, oh, I thought you were going to be like kind of arrogant and whatnot. Yeah. But to me, it, it doesn't even like, it doesn't even make sense. Cause I'm like, I, I was you yeah. <laughs> like, maybe not you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me specifically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a little farther down the rabbit hole than I want to go down. <laughs> uh, but I, I was in your position. So like, when there's new people at the gym, I'm like, I try to be so accommodating because I'm like, I was terrified. Yeah. Even if you don't have the anxiety issues I have, you might still be super terrified. Um, so like we, we used to do these things where we would kind of, for new clients to kind of want to like learn exercises, 
um, we would kind of show them some exercises just so they get the basics. Most of the time, unfortunately, there's so many exercises and tips to kind of give people, you don't really get to cover it. So the, the demos were 30 minutes. Oh yeah. And I would spend like an hour with people, sometimes more than that. And I would try to give them every single thing I knew, <laughs> whether, whether harmful or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unfiltered. And, yeah. Just because I was like, oh, like you're new to the gym. I have to like tell you everything. So you yeah. know what you're doing. I am your gateway uh, now. Yeah, exactly. And the, the problem is um, that's not always the best thing. Except if I have two people back to back, I can't spend an hour with you if I'm supposed to be doing half an hour. But I was totally like, yeah, I get the position you're in. Um, and people have been like, oh, you're like super friendly with people at the gym. And it also bothers me because I'm like, who else are you meeting at the gym? Like, yeah. am I allowed that to is not. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Sure. Oh, okay. Like, there must be assholes that you know at the gym that, like, you're like, wow, you spoke with me like a human being. Like, yeah, you're a decent you're... human. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just held the door for you, but yeah, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's because one, people are expecting maybe a different uh, uh, trainer or people at the gym, and two. Um, maybe they just have bad experiences, which certainly won't help their like gym anxiety if they've yeah. already dealt with like tough people. So um, I think my whole point of that was I try to be nice to people just because I know what it's like to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that there's many trainers out there that will probably be similar and they will hopefully um, uh, be accommodating to any like anxiety or yeah whatever. Um, else kind of arises for new people to um gym atmospheres yeah and i think there's a good lesson in there about having social anxiety like in the gym setting social anxiety means we see danger everywhere so like when yeah. i looked at you and i was like oh he won't like he's one of those guys it wasn't really me judging you as as anything it was more like and therefore he will not get me and he will not like i yeah, yeah. cannot yeah. live up to whatever so it's, it's like, are you, when you're having all these thoughts about these other people, are they really about yourself and, and your own feeling not good enough? And for me, that's usually the case. Yeah. I, I, I found that the case I found, sorry, I, what I meant to say is I found the case to be when I had anxiety, I always thought if I do this, or if I have, you know, this anxious tendency uh, or symptom this person will judge me like this. And this person will judge me like this. And since I'm very open with my anxiety, when I have told people I have anxiety and this and this, um, most of them are like, Oh, like I know someone with that. Like yeah. most people have a firsthand account now or secondhand account, I should say of anxiety and what it can do to people. So most people are understanding. And it was my fault for thinking they're going to be judging me when yeah. I should give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If I tell you I have anxiety and you treat me differently, okay, well then that kind of shows you who you are. But yeah. if I tell you you have anxiety and you go like, cool, I can like work that. There's no yeah. problem there. Um, that, that's usually the case of what I've encountered. And most of the time I'm super upfront with people. I might've even told you like when I was new to training. Um, so my thing is, I get really anxious when like someone's expecting me to be somewhere where like someone's mm. depending on me. Mm. Uh, so 
if I'm training someone, they're expecting me to be there. So right. I'm like, I have to be there. If I'm not, they're going to be like, well, why aren't you here? Like, yeah. you should be here. Um, so I would tell people like, I have anxiety. If I ever leave a session, you won't get charged for it. I'm, I apologize, but that's just, and 99% of people, actually probably hundred of them, which is like, that's cool. Yeah. I think it happened once because once I get that out of the way, people are awesome about it. And suddenly I'm calm. Cause I'm like, okay, you understand. Yeah. Suddenly I don't feel the pressure of you judging me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people try to hide their anxiety, which would be so tough to me. I, I that would be crazy, uh, hard. Um, so once I got that out of the way, I kind of like, Oh, I can breathe a bit. And then in the really tough times I've left and actually, I don't think I've ever left. I think I've been pretty, you never left our sessions. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I probably would have cried. So no, you would have been fine. There would have been someone else to torture you just as much as I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that is like a really good, I, I did want to touch on that. If you're comfortable, what is it like from your own social anxiety perspective, being a trainer, like all these one-on-one sessions with, with people that you don't know very well, new sessions, new clients. Uh, well, here's the, like, uh, the weird part of the situation. I am actually like, I think originally I'm extremely extroverted. Mm. I am very outgoing. And then the anxiety kind of took it yeah. all back and said like, no, you're not. Now you're going to be an introvert. So I love talking to people mm. way too much. Cause I know there's been many times where I keep on talking and people are like, oh, okay, gotta go. You're done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoy the social aspect of getting to know people and talking. Mm. Um, and I know there's been times where that's kind of um, my, my clients probably think like, yeah, I pay you to train not to, chat yeah um but once i got over the okay this might be an extra situation it's a new person they might not know me um and i don't know them and they might think differently of me if i'm having a hard time with my anxiety um once that kind of got out of the way um i was a bit more comfortable and um i was able to kind of engage and something I really enjoy, which is talking to people. Hmm. So um, I didn't really mind it. I actually really missed it during the pandemic when it happened. I was actually thinking like a couple of days ago, the reason why I'm probably so um, in my head lately is because I'm, I miss like, finally it's caught up to me. Like I need to be in a social aspect. I need to see people. I need to talk to people. And while I was at the gym, I had that all day. Like there's yeah. never, like if I'm at the gym, there's a trainer at the gym with me so I can talk to them. And if that's not the case, there's a member I can talk to. So like, yeah. you're always, I'm, I'm always getting my like fill. Um, and then now that that's been taken away, I realized I'm really like focused on the wrong things and I should be really looking elsewhere. So hmm. um, yeah, that, all in all, I think I really need to get back to a gym. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. You got to get some yeah. clients started back up again. You got to get back oh. into the gym. Even as a member, I'll just go and yeah. sit by the, like the water cooler, just yeah. talking with people. I don't know something because I kind of I kind of need that. I need that like conversation. Like I could talk to my dog, but he's rarely sure. in the back. Oh, you probably can't bench very much either, though. I actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised. Maybe not as much as you. Um, yeah, but almost guaranteed 
much more than you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> All right, this dog is my new yeah yeah your new, my competition. new competition yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, that was awesome. I, I think we hit on all the big ones that I wanted to cover. Um, I yeah, do I have one last one, but I just wanted to thank you just for being so candid. Like, oh, I don't anytime. think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people get, are, are able or willing to speak about so many different sides of the gym and anxiety and mental health and like being a trainer and having a trainer. Like, it's just really interesting, I think. Yeah. And not to like go over points I already made, but um, it's very understandable. People are kind of anxious going to a gym setting. Yeah. Um, exercise, physical activity will help symptoms. The problem is people have to kind of encounter some uncomfort before they actually um, see the benefits, which I understand. So I will usually kind of advise people start working out at home. If you can five mm -hmm. minutes, um, kind of feel maybe some of the symptoms that you would maybe kind of get comfortable with them. And then if you can increase that, feel a bit more uncomfortable at 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, if you start to feel like, Oh, okay, this is something I'm kind of used to now. I realize that it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, maybe you can venture into a gym when it's not busy. So you can literally call the front desk or now Google actually shows you busy times That's on the thing. Go when it's, not busy if there's a couple people around maybe you won't feel so bad um get into the atmosphere again you don't have to be there long just a couple minutes mm -hmm. uh you will feel some symptoms it's going to be a bit of an exposure therapy you're gonna maybe feel some symptoms you don't really want to feel um but as long as you kind of go through that maybe the first five minutes next time a bit longer um if you feel like you'd be more comfortable with someone you know or a trainer you can go down that route. You can shop around for a trainer that might understand it a bit better. Um, most places will like most gyms want the business. So if yeah. you go, I kind of only want to train with a trainer I'm comfortable with. I kind of only want to train at less busy times. Um, I hope um, like I have, if you want to say you have social anxiety um, and that will be another thing for them to keep in mind, mm -hmm. that is a route you can go to. Um not only will, you know, you will see benefits in your self-image, your self-confidence. Um, and that's not including the benefits that we're getting that we don't always see. So like your nervous system, mm -hmm. your, the hormonal changes, you will get used to the adrenaline. Um, you will get used to the cortisol getting released when exercise, since it's a stressor, mm -hmm. you will feel all these things, but you will, hopefully realize there isn't a danger in this situation. It's kind of something that I just have to get used to. So when you go into a gym and you're stressed and you feel like it's, Oh, something's dangerous here. I'm freaking out. Um, you will kind of see like, no, it's not so bad. The, the people that I thought might be pressuring me are maybe super helpful. And um, there's definitely things that we can do. Um, it will take time, but it's totally worth it. It doesn't always have to be in a gym, but it, it, it's a good pathway to go down. Not only is it yeah. going to help you, um, uh, because it's almost as effective as medication. Um, but if you're doing both of them at the same time, you're getting double whammy huge benefits. Yeah. yeah. Um, and unfortunately a lot of people with anxiety, since they don't work out are kind of setting themselves up for other, um, 
illnesses or whatnot because of they're usually sedentary. So mm. cardiovascular diseases and diabetes and stuff like that, and anything that gets associated with not exercising, mm. um, they're kind of be more susceptible to that. So if we can cut down those risks, yeah, feel better and get some benefits to our brain and everything else, that's a huge thing that can be like a massive um, benefit to people. Yeah, We just have to get over the first couple of minutes. And um, I hope people kind of, like I'm sure your podcast has really touched on it a lot, but uh, the resources that they can like go to for help with yeah. that. Because yeah. um, like you said yourself, exercise helped you and we're only two people, but uh, and what do we know what we're talking about? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, occasional nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, exactly. So, um, hopefully people can kind of hear this and I just want to put it out there that, uh, gyms can be a very comfortable thing. There are people that can help you. Um, it will get better. That's I all I can that. share. People. I love yeah. that. I and, and you can look at it as extra training on the social anxiety journey, because all that you're building up tolerance to stress in the gym that carries into your life too. Oh yeah. Like again, the, the symptoms of my anxiety and panic are identical to my, like my exercise. So, um, I would freak out when I would feel those things, but unfortunately mm-hmm. they accompany exercising, especially if you're exercising hard. So, um, once I kind of got used to that, um, I actually used to do this thing that turned out to be not great, but when I would feel those symptoms of panic, I would actually start working out. So I would literally mm-hmm. like, like if I was out somewhere, I would like do push-ups. And unfortunately it ended up not being the best thing because then, uh, um, once it stops working, I'm like, why is this not working? Mm-hmm. Like I should be able to cope with this. Um, but what I, I do feel more comfortable feeling, out of breath and stuff than I yeah. did before. Cause if you're not, if you're working out even on the treadmill and stuff, like your heart rate's going to go up and whatnot. Um, yeah. totally natural. Um, uh, now if you had, if you didn't have your husband or me, if you brought a friend of yours, mm. would that have helped you as much? I think it would depend on the person. Um, because the thing with you and Jesse is that like both of you know more than I do about the gym, but yeah. if I had a friend who was joining me, but, but was also kind of uncomfortable, then I think we would just sort of reinforce each other's discomfort. Oh yeah. Um, or yeah. like going, going to, uh, I don't know, on the treadmill with a friend beside me, I would be, I think I would be pretty self-conscious. Oh really? Okay. Like so I think it has to be specific safe people. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's where like the subjective things comes in. Cause like, yeah. like, to be honest, I never thought that, from my point of view, a trainer would make me worse, but from your point of view, a trainer made you feel better. Yeah. Um, so I guess the right trainer, the right trainer. Gotta yeah. Got to okay. give credit where credit's well, due. Thank, well, thank you. <laughs> um, so I guess hopefully everyone that's listening has someone they can yeah. rely on. Um, again, even if it's not in a gym setting, you can start off at home. Um, Go for a walk with someone. Yeah. Now, if you, that, was there ever a time where like that was tough for you? Oh, it still is. I, before I, we, before we moved, which was just like last month, I was regularly walking for half an hour in the morning around where I had been living for 10 years. I haven't started that routine again since moving here. Like I haven't gone for a walk by myself. Oh, this is something that maybe we could do five minutes. uh, Oh, maybe. 
your exposure will be uh, five minutes and then it'll be 10 minutes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm being trained again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think uh, it's, it's, hey, gyms are tough and, and again, they want your business. So they yeah. will try to do what they can to kind of make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, so hopefully everyone can get the benefit that we're talking about and everyone feels better and they, they can see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Cause I've been helped a lot by it. Um, I think you were too. Mm -hmm. And uh, we totally sympathize with people that are new to it, that are kind of feeling uh, extremely anxious with the, the whole scenario. Yeah. And don't, don't judge yourself for feeling that way because no, 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 no. Oh yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. That's not thing I would like to stress. If you're going to a gym and new, there's so many other people that are new to a gym. Yeah. We're so not alone. Like yeah. everyone is feeling just as, as uncomfortable as you are either at that time or before. So yeah. don't feel like you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm new to this. I'm totally, um, an outcast here. Yeah. I'm the only one that doesn't know what I'm doing. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. Oh, I know people that were working for a long time. that didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff I do that people go like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> so that's totally like, there's other people in your scenario. I know that doesn't always help people because, um, like me, my anxiety, I'm subjective, like, oh, okay. You have anxiety. Okay. Well, that's not, I'm in this yeah. thing right now, not you. Um, but, um, everyone was kind of like new to training. No one was born lifting a weight to my knowledge. That's true. That's true. Except you, obviously. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I was Much to your mother's horror. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she liked it. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you won't be the only person there. You, you will hopefully find someone that went through the same thing and you guys can rely on each other. And it'll be all great. I love that. I have just one more question for you. Absolutely. I'm calling it the signature question of this series. Um, what is something that you have been wanting to do in your life, but fear has been holding you back? Like what is your next big challenge? Okay. So before I start, this just reminds me of like, you know, inside the actor studio with James Lipton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember he at the end had those like five questions or something that he would ask. Yeah. Like, um, I don't anyways. remember what the questions were, but you were so inside my... the social anxiety studio. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So all I'm saying is you remind me of James Lipton. That's I will, uh, I will have to have to ruminate on that one a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a great guy. I don't know him personally, but, um, anyways, so, uh, so there was a few things that I really wanted to do in my late teens, early twenties that most people are able to do. Mm. Um, one was kind of travel and, uh, I wasn't able to do that because I was always, you know, scared to leave home. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. And so that kind of affected me. Like it affected anxiety affects everything, right? Like, yeah. how am I going to be, how am I supposed to be in a relationship if I can't leave the house? That's a huge thing. That's a whole other interview. That's right. So in my early twenties, when I was having a very hard time, that stuff was affected. I, I always wanted to travel. I wasn't able to do that. I always wanted to continue my studies, but um, it was, tough kind of going through the pressures of university with all my uh, stuff going on. But I would be happy to say that in the last few years, I feel like I've really <laughs> improved enough that both those things I could probably do now if they were mm. presented to me 
which is why I, I keep on trying to say to anyone that's listening that it can get better. Yeah. Like I promise you it can get better. Um, once you find things that work, like I'm not saying every day is perfect for me, but I've improved and I would really love to kind of make up for, for lost time. So hopefully mm. I'll be able to do that. And unfortunately when I really wanted to start the pandemic happened. So, yeah, that's but, a bit of a, you know, all things considered, um, hopefully once, uh, well, things are starting to open, maybe I'll, I'll start going on long drives or book a plane ticket or something. I don't have any, right. I don't have any, like start by driving to, uh, to this town here and we'll go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> travel, yeah. travel next yeah. town over. Well, I don't know. That seems a little, it seems a little out of the way. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> like a flight I can understand, but yeah. drive over there. I mean, like you're really committed at that point. Yeah. 20 minutes. Like it's not worth it. Yeah. Relax. Sadie. Like <laughs> One step at a time. Um, so yeah. I think, uh, those are the things that I kind of want to, uh, do. And, uh, and here's another one that I just thought of. Mm. I would like to help other people went, that went through the same thing I did. So hopefully with this podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way, thank you. Um, I'm very happy that you're doing this because it's always nice to see someone that kind of went through scenarios, kind of yeah. um, talk to other people about their experience. Um, they can kind of, you know, it's not going to be a cure all. It's not going to be, you know, in one week, you're not going to be fixed. But if I can maybe just make someone do five minutes of working out that they wouldn't have yeah. normally done. Awesome. That's so funny. Cause as you were talking, I was like, you could specialize in, in helping like training people with anxiety or with social anxiety. You've got so much experience. I, I tried. No one signed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be our goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's listening that knows where I live and lives near me and wants Chris as a trainer, reach out to me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll sort of, I, I, I tried. I or over it. zoom. You could even like do some, <laughs> some gym therapy, gym anxiety counseling or coaching over zoom with people. You know what? <clears throat> I actually thought that was not a bad business model because <clears throat> right now I train people at their house mm. and I was like, for people with social anxiety, this is like huge. Yeah. Because if you feel anxious, you're at home. Yep. So you can kind of take a step back and be in a comfortable position for a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was something like I had tried a couple of years ago and I was like, yeah, this is pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like people with anxiety don't want to uh, go train with me if they don't know me, which is why I try to tell people and you included. Uh, you can pick your trainer. That's right. Pick them. You can. It's got to be. A, it's got to be a good fit. Yeah, it's got to be a good fit. All right. Which well, okay. So my personal. Sorry. What you're still looking for? You you still yeah. haven't found someone that you're like. Well, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like you were. You were my like test run. <laughs> yeah, it's only up from here. Yeah. So my personal challenge is to go for a walk a little bit, and your personal challenge is to come up with a whole new business where you help people yeah, yeah. with anxiety go to the gym or work out by zoom yeah. and travel and travel yeah that, that one's important but um i guess both of ours is travel yours That's... is just gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> yours is gonna be a bit shorter distance, yes i need but... to travel to the nearest stop sign <laughs> yeah go to the and mailbox back. yeah go to the mailbox. well the mailbox is attached to my front door so oh we oh yeah oh, like the porch the porch yeah so. we changed that here yeah i don't know if you remember Hamilton. i do i do yeah, yeah okay well then five minute walk like there's stores around you would sure. that feel make you feel anxious i don't know i could go buy something i like buying things so if you okay i, I, I don't want to waste your time 
just to ask you one more question. Yeah. Now, if you go to a store, stores used to be very hard for me. Mm. And masks certainly hasn't helped people. Like I know people didn't have anxiety before that masks have kind of, and I'm not against masks, I'm, but I'm just saying people kind of get a little anxious in them. Yeah. Um, if you go to a store by yourself, does that bother you? Um, I'm definitely on high alert. Not as yeah. bad as it used to be. Like I used to have trouble even going at all. Yeah. Um, but now with the mask, I just get really, um, I don't know, kind of unsafe feeling because I wear glasses. So I get the mask and then everything fogs up and then I can't see. And I find it really hard to understand people talking with their masks on. So then I, I'm kind of like, sorry, what, sorry, what? And then I. Which is perfect because everyone asks me what, because I mumble at the best of (laughs) times. And with a mask, it's really bad. um, I'm sure most people listening will probably just hear like. Okay. So maybe I would suggest if you can walk and that's the first step, go to a busy store. That's true. Yeah. Walk to a store, walk around, yeah. walk back out again, I, report back I, to you. So I still do that right now. Mm. When I'm at home for a while, I'll literally drive to the mall and just walk because I know mm. if I don't for a while, it'll be tough to go back. That is, oh, that's so proactive. Yeah. So I, I, it's my exposure training. Yeah. So, just be around people, be around crowds. Uh, Cause once I'm out of it for a while, yeah. it might be tough to go back in. So um, yeah. So that's great. Looks like me and you were pretty similar. I think so. Despite uh, appearances. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to change that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, but thank you, Chris. And if Anytime. anyone is curious to ask Chris, Chris more questions, you can reach out to me and I'll make sure that I send them to him and I don't know. We'll go from there. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to connect with me online, please come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie. And it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your stories or directly with someone who needs to be reminded that they aren't alone. I'll see you next time. Bye.